these aren't the only five by any means, right? Happy Five Fact Friday. Five Fact Friday. I'm Charlie Lambden and it is Five Fact Friday. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Moving Home with Charlie. I'm Charlie Lambden. This is Five Fact Friday where I pick the five newly reported pieces of news or data from the last seven days that I think are the most significant in, in terms of how they will impact the housing market. Um, I'm going to try and do this in under five minutes. Let's see if I can. There's your countdown, which you should be able to see in a second. Um, straight into number one. Okay, so on Monday this week, job vacancies were published. <clears throat> and uh, because employment and wages are one of the strongest uh, input factors that affect and influence house prices in the future, that's why I've included it here. And the number of vacancies in August, October was a decrease of 58,000 from May to July. And it was the 16th consecutive period that vacancy numbers fell. So that's a long slide in job vacancies. Although for balance, actual official unemployment figure remained flat. It didn't go up. <clears throat> but nevertheless, um, I don't think anyone thinks that the jobs market is getting stronger at the moment. It seems to be getting weaker. Right, straight into uh, tab number two, consumer prices hang on a second i still haven't figured out how to do this um sharing any more efficiently than this but here we go fact number two inflation that was the big news of the week wasn't it and what i want to show you on here actually i will put it nice and big so you can see the detail is that although the headline inflation figure was Hey, inflation has dropped from six point whatever to four point six percent. Yay! Um, if you drill into it, and by the way, I've linked below to a video that Sasha Yanchin did where he breaks down the truth, and I urge you all to watch that because that headline figure is very, very misleading to people who just think, "Oh, great, brilliant!" Overall inflation's come down because there's a very major factor in there which is skewing the data. It's the government's own data; you go see it for yourself. But in a nutshell, um there are some worrying signs of certain parts of inflation going up. Yes, inflation has come down hugely because of the energy price cap being changed, but that's not fed through into low, lower energy bills for us. Why does that affect housing? Because whether or not people are buying houses depends on what they can afford. And if what we are paying out has not come down, even though inflation figures have come down, then actually that good news has not fed through to us as consumers yet. On top of which, 4.7% is still not low inflation. That's still prices rising year on year at quite a strong rate. And household inflation, I mean, food inflation is still 10%. Fuel inflation is coming down at the wholesale level, but not yet reached us. And so I've included it in this week's figures because everyone is going, oh my God, thank God for that. It means interest rates won't have to go up anymore and they're probably going to come down sooner. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. Just my view. That's why I put it in there. I think there's a lot of false hope about interest rates coming down. Um, but I mean, even the most optimistic ones are saying it won't be coming down for another six months. And if it does, it'll be quite small falls. But there we go. Nothing in the near future anyway. So that, and I wanted to just show you this one fact on here, uh, which is that this line here. So housing and household services dropped massively from 5.7% last month to just 1.9% this month. But that is just purely because of the energy price cap, 
which hasn't actually come through to consumers yet. We're not paying any less. So that's a sort of, it's just a misleading number. But look, owner-occupiers' housing costs have actually gone up and by quite a big jump from 5% to 5.4%. And if I can find uh, the graph that really shows this, hang on. Yeah, here we are. Look at this. So this is the graph, the interactive graph on this web page, which is which you can the link is below on my website, and that big blue uh, that big blue amount there, right, is energy costs. This so this is all CPIH, so it's household costs. Now look what happens when you take out electricity and gas. Oh, look at that! That massive change. That is not going down. That's all the other, that's maintenance, repair, water and sewerage, council tax, rents, and other owner-occupiers housing costs. And they are all rising. And only when you put fuel back in, do you see this massive anomalous drop. And that is a really major part of what's made that headline inflation figure come down. But actually, it's not yet feeding through to consumers. Anyway, I've spent too long on that. On to the next one. On to the next one. So the ONS... (laughs) published their house price index, which for the first time in 10 years shows year-on-year house prices have fallen by a tiny amount on average, 0.1%. Oh, dear. Okay, shush. Sorry, yeah, I've gone way over, but there we are. UK house price index for September 2023 came out this week, and it shows that On the month, house prices have fallen on average in the whole of the UK, half a percent since last month, and 0.1% fall overall. But what's interesting about this is, uh, finally that it catches up, is now that it is now the last one of all the five major house price indices. They are all showing year-on-year negative falls. All of them. ONS, Rightmove, Halifax, Nationwide, even Zoopla, and the RICS as well. It's the first time this month. So all of them, all the house price indices are showing year-on-year falls. And yet there's this talk of optimism about house prices. Maybe the worst is over. But if you think about how lagged overall those indices are, and then then tell yourself, do you think the house prices aren't going to keep falling? Especially when even the Halifax is saying it expects them to keep on falling until 2025. I think you'll see where I think that false optimism is coming from. Right, today we had the re and oh, I'm sorry guys, this is this this is gloomy, gloomy stuff, but again, it's really important for people to understand if you want to have an idea to form your own of your own opinion on what's going to happen with house prices in the future. If you're basing your moving, your buying or your selling decision on this, you need to know this stuff. So retail sales for October fell 0.3% in the month. Um And basically, we are paying more money for less stuff. And this is the figure that really got me. Is this on the screen? I'm sorry. No, it's not on the screen. There we are. Right, here it is. That figure really caught my eye. We are paying 16.9% more than February 2020 uh, for 3% less stuff. It's quite striking. That's just how much more impoverished we've become as a nation. Um, They also revised down... And it's, I think it's really important to highlight this, right? The retail sales volumes has, has fallen by 0.3% in October. 
Following a fall of 1.1% in September, revised down from a fall of 0.9%. So in other words, October fell and September fell even more than they reported, but no one really notices that. Um, just painting a picture of a gradually worsening scenario. Now, fact number five is, I thought this was a really interesting story. Um, it was covered in The Guardian, but I'm actually going to share you a story from the Letting Agent Today news website, um, where Clive Betts, who's a senior Labour MP, says that the party's Labour's official house-building policy won't actually solve the shortage of homes, right? Um, his committee estimates, because he's the chairman of the all-party housing committee, and his committee estimates 90,000 new social homes need to be built every year, and relying on developer contributions won't deliver that. That's the point. That's the bombshell. And of course, he's right. And developers are having a really tough time at the moment, so that's, gonna, that's going to affect um, house, house building. And so what he says is, in The Guardian, a multi-billion pound increase in state subsidies for social housing was needed instead because, as one witness very simply said to us, you can't have subsidised housing without subsidies. That's going to be a challenge for any new government. I, I just, to me, this is important because I think this ne next election is going to be fought very much on housing and who can deliver housing. And it looks as though Labour is a shoo-in for a win in the next election um, I just don't. I just hope there's no false optimism that Labour is actually going to be able to deliver anything. I think all governments want to improve housing, don't they? It's not that they don't want to, but for some reason they just don't seem to be able to do it. Anyone, Conservative or Labour, hasn't delivered an improvement in housing for decades, and I really worry that Labour, even with the best will in the world, with I mean, they are they are showing more willing and seem to be taking housing more seriously than the Tories which I think is one of the reasons that they're going to win the election. I just worry about the actual delivery. Anyway, guys, that's it for Five Fact Friday. Any questions on anything I've just described quickly? Any quick questions? Um, Bakar Rizvi says, where can I find information that the land registry date was delayed by five or six months? One of my friends argued that the recent announcement of ONS is for September. So what the recent announcement is, it's for completions that were registered in September. And there is a currently five, four to five month average delay. We, we are also in November, right? So we're in November. In November, they published completion data registered in September, which is two months ago. And that is from deals agreed four or five months before that. So that's about seven months ago. Um, but we've also only had an early sample of September's data, not the entire uh, housing markets transaction data. It's a small sample. It takes the, the land registry another year before it will complete the registration of all the September completions. Uh, that's in the, if you can look it up in their, in their, in their own information. But, but um, yeah, and also a blog that I published this morning from the ONS just about how it is lagged. And they say, our data is lagged, but it's also more accurate is what they're trying to say. Anyway, guys, um, have a great day. Um, and I will see you. Have a great day and a great weekend. And I'll see you on the next video. Bye-bye, guys.